0: Good morning. Oh, how we need Him. I um, just want to share some thoughts this morning as uh, I've been privileged to do this and uh, thankful to be here this morning. And God is uh, so gracious to me. And um, uh, Just a couple weeks ago, I uh, was talking with Dusty. We were talking after the uh, fellowship dinner. And, and um, we were... We were discussing Hebrews twelve, and and I know Kevin had had spoke a, some about Hebrews twelve last week in his sermon, and and um, but it was after Randy had preached on Romans six, and as we looked at verse fifteen, where Paul asked uh, the rhetorical question, "What then shall we? What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace?" And then Paul emphatically states. May it never be. I began to think intently on that question. It reminded me of a time when I was young. I would say I was probably 20 years old. And I was riding in the back of the truck with some other guys that I believed to be Christians. And one of them seemed to be quite amused by some sinful behavior. And it seemed strange that he should be laughing about something for which Christ suffered and died. And I, as I examined myself, I'm guilty of the same. As I recalled that incident and how it shocked me that the suffering of Christ on our behalf because of our sin were taken so lightly, the phrase about Jesus in the scriptures came to mind despising the shame. This led me to Hebrews 12 and it reminded me of what we should as believers value the most and how that should affect our lives and our walk and how we view sin. Hebrews 12 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great, so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. So Jesus's joy was to obey the Father in all things, even enduring a cross to redeem sinful men. It was, however, not a joyful, fun experience being humiliated and put to open shame. Imagine being sentenced to death even though you were found to be without sin and there was no fault in you. Sinful men were passing unjust judgment and torture on the very one who created them, seemingly for sport. What a terrible injustice to endure this shame. A shame that was the just penalty for the sins of another. Yet he willingly laid down his life enduring this shame. And it goes on to say, Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself that you may not grow weary or faint hearted in your struggle against sin. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. The questions arise again. What do we value? Do the sufferings of Christ hold an infinite value to us? I certainly hope so. And if so, if so, now what? What do we do? As I consider this passage, I consider the thoughts of uh, John Piper as I read one of his sermon transcripts. He made the statement about Hebrews 12. So the main point of this text is one imperative run. Hebrews 12.1, everything else supports this, explains it or gives motivation for it. Run the race set before you. Don't stroll, don't meander, don't wander about aimlessly. Oh, I feel like I do that so many times. Run as as in a race with a finish line and with everything hanging on it. To this end, verse 1 says, lay aside every encumbrance, and sin, which so easily entangles us. I remember this verse had. The, I remember the effect this verse had on me as a boy when I heard someone explain that we must lay aside not only entangling sins, but every encumbrance, that is, every weight or obstacle, things that in themselves may not be sins. This was revolutionary. What it did, and I hope it does for the same for you, was show me that the fight of faith, the race of the Christian life, is not fought well or run well by asking, what's wrong with this or that? But by asking, is it in the way of greater faith and greater love, and greater purity and greater courage and greater humility, and greater patience and greater self-control? Not is it a sin but does it help me run is it in the way as a boy i was mightily helped by having my very categories changed in the life in the way i lived my life i commend it to you young people especially don't ask about your music your movies your parties your habits what's wrong with it ask does it help me run the race does it help me run for jesus Hebrews 12:1 is a command to look at your life. Think hard about what you are doing, and get ruthless about what stays and what goes. And that last part—that last part uh, that he said there, where talks about getting ruthless—it reminded me of uh, when I was talking with Emily a couple weeks ago. We were uh, trying to declutter some stuff in our house, and. Uh, uh, she said that we needed to get ruthless about throwing stuff away, you know, just be ruthless about it. And I thought, you know what, that's a good mental picture of, of our Christian life. Like, we need to really, we re- just need to be willing uh, to be ruthless about throwing away the things that don't help us in the race, and, and uh, you know, we should, we should be running the race before us to the glory of God casting off all those other things so um, as we think about this this morning let's go to the Lord in prayer and and uh, just pray for God's grace to be upon us Lord we thank you again this morning uh, for the word that you give us the pictures in your word that you uh, have given us and uh, uh, how we Lord need your mercy day by day Lord uh, to be focused upon Living the life, Lord, that you've called us to live, to run the race that's set before us, and not to meander around in this world, God, but to to live to your glory. Oh God, we just pray, Father, that we simply and truly would learn, God, to sit at your feet, to learn from you, to learn your ways, and to be um, stirred in our hearts, God, uh, to commune, commune deeply, with you, God. Lord, we thank you that you are the satisfaction, you're the satisfier of our souls. We thank you, Lord, for enduring the cross and shame for us, Lord, that we might have life. In Christ's name we pray.